Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Uppy Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to a brand new episode. Today is going to be a little bit different. We're having sort of like a just for funsies episode today, which will end up being a three part series of just for funsies. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But as you likely saw in the title today, we are going to be discussing our Enneagram. So if you don't know what the Enneagram is, we'll briefly explain that. We we do want to kind of give a disclaimer first that we are by no means Enneagram experts. Again, this is a just for funsies episode. So do not take anything we say about the Enneagram too seriously. Um, and kind of along those lines too, the next two weeks after this, we're going to be going into each of the Enneagrams and how they might impact your relationship with food. So again, we are experts in terms of like dietitian stuff and food and all that, but definitely not in the Enneagram. So it is all just, what's the word? Like assumptions and spec spectating spec speculation, speculation. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, just for fun before we get into a brief description though, what the Enneagram is, Emily, any thoughts you want to add to this piece? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, I know okay. we're we're just like really into personality things. So this is this is so fun. We are. I'm like giddy about this. I'm so excited. I love personality tests. I feel like if this one goes well, we could definitely self-analyze with other personality tests for the podcast. Yes. I could be yeah. super into that. I would love to have like an actual expert in an area like this and have them like analyze us. <laughs> that would be very cool. Okay, but let's get into what the Enneagram is if you're not quite sure. So Essentially, the Enneagram is a personality test. It is a model of human psyche that is taught as nine interconnected personality types. So you can be an Enneagram one through nine, and I'll kind of list the types real quick. So the types are the reformer, which is type one. Type two is the helper. Type three is the achiever. Type four is the individualist. Type five, the investigator. Type six, the loyalist type seven, the enthusiast, type eight, the challenger, and type nine, the peacemaker. And we can leave a link in the show notes that you can like click on to identify each of the different types and like see what they all mean in more detail. Cause we're not gonna explain in this episode, like what each type is in detail. We will go into like each of our types today, of course. And like, I don't know, Emily, I don't really know how this is gonna go, but I guess like if we think it's true and accurate, like what it says about us. I think that's kind of like the main purpose of today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I was reading through like the Enneagram Institute appears to be like one of the main Enneagram websites. And I was just like reading through the about page and like what the Enneagram is like to learn more about it from like an actual official standpoint. Cause I like know what I know from like social media and stuff. Um, but right. I was reading it and they were saying that we are born with like a dominant type. So it's like a nature versus versus nurture thing. So like we're born with a dominant type, like already established, but that can of course be morphed through childhood. And I feel like we always talk about like childhood trauma and all that. So I'm, I would just like, there's no way to know this, but I wish we could like know what our type was like the minute we're born and then like see how it changes. That would be cool. There's got to be someone out there who specializes in it. Who's like, like, yes, I can identify your baby. <laughs> when you're a baby, do you have a personality? 
I guess you do. Like you can like be a, be a different like, temperament. Like, yeah. Like different things set you off. Like, wider, like, yeah. Very interesting. Well, but. before we get into our Enneagrams, I have one last little like thing I want to cover. And it's just some like, um, disclaimers of like what the Enneagram isn't. So it's not meant to be like a end all be all, of course. So like when I'm, when I say I'm this certain type, I can of course like show traits that don't match that certain type. Like we're not putting a box here. That would be silly. Um, it is noteworthy, however, that according to the Enneagram Institute, people don't change from one basic type to another. I don't know if your wings can change, which we'll get to that in a minute, but they say that like, you don't change. Like if you are a four, you're a four and like, that's it. Which I guess has to do with just like, again, like who you are as a person, like that's like your core. But again, like these are, these are not meant to be like a full spectrum of like who you are as a person. And they also note that these descriptions of the personality types are universal and apply equally to males and females. There is no type that is like inherently masculine or feminine, but that was very interesting. Interesting. I mean, I guess that could make, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I feel like there are some types that are definitely, I would imagine like more women are like, or like more men are like, but but again, like it's like nature versus nurture. Like, are a lot of men the way they are because of just how men are treated differently versus women? I don't know. That's true. I have so many thoughts about That's this. I love true. this kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay. I think those are my main notes. Again, like it's the whole purpose of like this disclaimer here is, I guess there's more to say. I will. I'll leave a link below with like how the system works. They have all these disclaimers. If you want to learn more, I'm not going to harp on forever about it, yeah. but I think it's very interesting. They say like a lot of disclaimers about all kinds of stuff. So we'll link that below. Okay. Emily, do you want to go oh. first and let the people know what you are? I'll go first. I don't, I will give a quick list disclaimer. I think I know which wing I am for mine, but it's been a little bit and I'm basing it based off of what I know about your Enneagram based off which wing I am. So I am an Enneagram eight, which is the challenger, which is just very on brand for me. And I was copying your notes on this and I was like, oh, I did not know these other people were also eight. So I love that part. To kind of give you, I'll give like what they state, like the general basic information about it is, is the basic fear of an Enneagram eight is of being harmed or controlled by others. (laughs) (laughs) That checks out. A lot of sense for me. Um, The best desire is to protect themselves parentheses to be in control of their own life and destiny very on brand there because um very hyper independent and do not like doing anything anyone tells me (laughs) um and it states the key motivators for an eight are they want to be self-reliant to prove their strength and resist weakness to be important in the world to dominate the environment and to stay in control of their situation and that just makes a lot of sense about who I am with my like control issues and 
hyperindependence. And the other examples of AIDS, which I was like, oh my gosh, look who I'm up here with. Wait, I just, I hold on, I need to like delete this first because I don't know who they are. Martin Luther King Jr. is up there. So are you got- mean, What an honor. Um, I'm like, we're on the same level, apparently. <laughs> Serena Williams is an eight. Queen Latifah is an eight. Jack Black's an eight. <laughs> Pink, the artist, like- the uh, singer is an eight, Frank Sinatra is an eight, and Alf Baldwin is an eight. And this is gonna be, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get some hate. This is gonna be sound. Um, and I know that Bobby's gonna get really mad at me because his family is our Jeopardy like fanatics. Alf Baldwin is the host of no look up alec baldwin. That's not how you think it is. <laughs> I'm taking him off the list right now. That's though. Alex Trebek. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Alec Baldwin, I was going to say, if you like him, I am very surprised. He's been like under some heat lately. He's like, I don't think a very good person. Oh, okay. He's an actor. I thought that, I thought he was the host. I was very excited that I shared. I was like, I am so surprised that you are like boasting this because people don't like Alec Baldwin. That is um, Haley Baldwin's, I think, uncle. They're related. Uh huh. Of course they are. I know she's a nepo baby in somehow, some way. Okay, we're gonna scratch that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was so confused. I thought he was the host of Jeopardy. I was like, wow, she's keeping it very honest here, like putting people who are maybe like not so great and people who are great. I deleted a lot of people from the list, and I tried to leave the ones that I liked the most. Um. So we have removed him from the list. So now I just stand with Martin Luther King Jr., Serena Williams, Queen Latifah, Jack Black, Pink, and Frank Sinatra. It's a good list. Uh, yeah. Big fan of these people. I feel like this Enneagram makes sense for me. I will note, I think I'm a wing towards seven, not nine. Seven's the enthusiast, right? Enthusiast. I think I wing that way because I know when I like read about nines, that is not who I am. Yeah. And when I was like doing the what that one wing test that you sent me, I think a year or two ago, whenever it was, it was not, I'm pretty sure it wasn't nine. Um, yeah, I don't think you're a nine, a wing nine. No, I don't. Think I could so see I'm. seven. Seven is like, pretty social like here where is nine let me find nine the busy fun loving type spontaneous versatile distractible and scattered i like how it does the pros and the cons <laughs> yes yes i could see that are there any aspects of the eight that you feel like you don't connect with oh my gosh okay quick side note the levels of development listed for the types Mm-hmm. I like directly went to unhealthy levels because you know oh like- these are my favorite thing in the entire world okay so my friend Amy is a type eight and one day at work we were looking at the unhealthy levels and it is like oh, I'll, I'll let you read it but it's it's hilarious I'm like shook <laughs> so I don't really I will know I don't really know what these levels of development mean I feel like Hannah you might know a little bit better like what is healthy levels versus average levels as unhealthy like- it's like, what's your mental health at? Where like one is like, you're good. Well, I'm an like unhealthy. Your you're not a level nine. I mean, at least I hope not, or we can't hang out anymore. 
Okay. Well, that helps a lot for understanding this, but still I'm probably on the upper limit toward unhealthy. So I'll put that preface, but I want to go over the three unhealthy levels because I'm reading them right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So level seven (laughs) is defying any attempt to control them, become completely ruthless, dictatorial, dictatorial. Okay. Quote, might makes right, quote, the criminal and outlaw, renegade and con artist, hard heart, hard hearted, immoral, and potentially oh, violent. That's level seven. Please read level nine. Level nine is level like nice. <laughs> if they get in danger, they may brutally destroy everything that has not conformed to their will rather than surrender to anyone else. Vengeful, barbaric, <laughs> murderous sociopath tendencies generally correspond to the antisocial personality disorder oh my god yeah we read this at work with amy and we were laughing so hard at vengeful barbaric murderous (laughs) (laughs) so that's the challenger at their absolute worst yeah at their best level one we'll give it we'll give it like a positive spin the other side they're self-restrained and monogamous no monogamous means that you're only (laughs) definitely not monogamous (laughs) why i can't read things out loud because i clearly know that does not say monogamous magnanimous 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 from the dietitian who brought you aspartame (laughs) magnanimous merciful and forbearing mastering self through their self-surrender to a higher authority definitely not um (laughs) courageous willing to put self in serious jeopardy to achieve their vision and have a lasting influence may achieve true heroism and historical greatness I guess that's like Martin Luther King. He was probably at his best. I, the one thing I'm a little confused about is the like higher authority thing where it says like a type eight might surrender to a higher authority. So like a challenger is like, like you said, hyper independent. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like, if they view higher authority as like a maybe like higher purpose in life or like some big picture but like i wouldn't just use the word authority i think that's what throw me off maybe like even like it's admirable to like see someone that's even higher than they are they like want to achieve that but yeah i think authority is like they're surrendering to them which doesn't seem very eight-ish yeah yeah, yeah, I love the levels of development. They're hilarious when you get into like, well, they're not really like- I'm excited for funny. yours. Should we Should we do that? Let's do yours. I, Cause now I'm like curious. Ah. Um, I also, after we do mine, I want to get into the relationship. So they, they share on the Enneagram Institute, like the types together and how they merge. So I think that'll be interesting. Ooh, okay, perfect. Okay, so I am a nine. I think I'm a nine wing one. So a nine is the peacemaker. I 
I have a friend who knows this about me. And she always says that Hannah would rather get hit by a bus, like jump in front of a bus, a moving bus, than deal with conflict. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. So the nine's basic fear is loss and separation, which makes total sense. Like it could be an anxiety thing, but I'm always like worried about everyone in my life dying and like just leaving me. So that would suck. My basic desire or a nine's basic desire is to have inner stability and peace of mind, which completely checks out. I'm at a stage in my life right now where like nothing is stable. Like I don't know what's going on. Classic quarter life crisis. Like nothing is like what I see myself doing forever. And so just like nothing is like where I think it's going to be. So I'm feeling like there's no stability. And so that's freaking me out. So that one makes total sense. That would be like a fear. Um, An Enneagram nine with the one wing is the dreamer, which again, makes total sense. I'm a huge dreamer. I'm always thinking about like, what's next, like the perfect scenario, like that kind of thing. Um, And like I kind of said, the, the motivators, like what makes me who I am is wanting to create harmony in their environment to avoid conflict and tension to preserve things as they are (laughs) and to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. So like that completely checks out. Like I absolutely hate conflict. I was a manager once in college at the dining court I worked at. And that was just, I love that job overall, but like that position specifically was not good for me. Like having to like, I had to fire someone once and that just like set me into a turmoil they talked me out of it. Long story short, like that's how that went. <laughs> they literally talked me out of firing them, like having to like, uh, like not punish that's the wrong word, but deal with like conflict from the employees. Like it was just terrible. I don't do all that kind of stuff. Examples of other type nines are Walt Disney, Morgan Freeman, Lisa Kudrow, Zoe Deschanel, and Mr. Rogers, I feel like is probably the most like well-known type nine. Yeah. That's so, this is so on point for you, but I find it so funny because I feel like ours are like opposites. Yeah. I, so I can be, you can be a nine wing eight and I just feel like that doesn't work out. I was going to say, I don't understand how they're like next to each other. Yeah. They seem so. So they define like they have like what that, the name of that would be. So if you're a nine wing eight, you're the referee which I don't exactly know much more than that. You're an eight wing nine. Apparently you're the bear. The bear. Yeah. Huh. But we think I'm on the other side, which is eight wing. I don't think eight was a seven wing maverick. I'm definitely not a nine wing. No, no, no. Um, do you want to hear my level nine level development? Yes. It is yes. so, it's so accurate. Like I could totally see this if I was like at my absolute worst. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But well, then we'll have to hear the best because I want we'll hear the best. We have to hear when you're thriving. <laughs> where you're we, at. me and my type eight friends, like we read this too about me, and we were just like cracking up. It's so true. I mean, it's not true about me, but we could totally see how it could be true. Okay, so level nine, they finally become severely disoriented and catatonic, abandoning themselves, turning into shattered shells. <laughs> Multiple personalities possible generally corresponds to the schizoid and dependent personality disorders. The shattered shell one made me laugh because if I'm unwell, I am a shattered shell. Like I am, you touch me and I'm like broken glass. Not good. 
but let's, let's read the one because there's good days too. Yeah. Okay. So level one at a nine's best, they become self-possessed, feeling autonomous and fulfilled, have great equanimity, equanimity and contentment because they are present to themselves paradoxically at one with self and thus able to form more profound relationships intensely alive and fully connected to self and others which that makes sense like as a peacemaker like we're supposed to be able to like we're like the listening ear basically like we're the person that everyone can like come to with their issues we're really good at listening and we just like have positive relationships in that way but of course if relationships have conflict, a type nine has a hard, difficult time, like breaking off that relationship or like confronting it. And so that can cause feelings of like overwhelm basically, because like that person may not see there's a problem, but we do, and we can't address it because that freaks us out. (laughs) They say that like the nine is the hardest one to not diagnose, but like identify because we tend to mimic the personalities of others, which we we discussed on here before about me. Like I have no like individualism. I just like do what everyone else Mm -hmm. does and like make them happy by like acting like them basically, which makes sense of the whole personality disorder thing that they say you can be at your worst. So that's why nines though are hard to identify because we can show all these different traits of all the different other types but it's actually just being a nine is like, if you are, if you think you are all the types, you're probably a nine is what they always say. That makes sense. But yeah. Once I like looked into the Enneagram and I like discovered this was my type. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. That like everything makes so much sense. Yeah. It's always so fun to see the like things on like Instagram where it's like, this is like what an Enneagram eight would be like in this situation or nine or like, I love when it's like, so obscure and it's like cough like this is I saw the the bonus question it was like this is like a coffee or like a sandwich or like Uh something that's so like obscure but I'm like yes this is me (laughs) I always love the ones that like will break down a tv show and like what each of the characters are so like that one for the office and Jim is a nine which makes complete sense I like those a lot where they like Mm -hmm. identify each of the different characters I want to read about our relationship. Okay. Oh my gosh. Imagine like two type nines in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing would ever get accomplished. (laughs) No. Okay. So this one says that the type eight is like the take charge. We can do it mentality. And the type nines tend to live vicariously through them. (laughs) That makes sense. We are just broken shells who mimic everyone around us. Okay, so what the nines do bring to the table, though, is a sense of calm and stability that the eights find soothing because the eights are kind of like maybe a little over their heads sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Both have powerful drives and strong willpower, both like comfort and simplicity. Both want to create a safe retreat from the world. Our coffee shop. Yes. Oh, here we go. (laughs) When these forces and their talents are harnessed together, after the same goals, this pair can be a dynamic and powerful, but also comfortable and receptive at the same time. Oh, I'm going to cry. That's so I cute. I think that makes sense. <laughs> okay. There are some potential issues though, as with I was going to say, I feel like this first sentence 
makes a lot of sense. Where it says like one of the main areas um, when like their defenses go in direct opposite directions is eight tend to push harder while nines tend to like shut down. Yeah. 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 Eights become aggressive and belligerent. I don't know if I call myself belligerent. <laughs> Depends on your level of development. Yeah. And then you nines become unresponsive. And that's where like you seclude <laughs> yourself into a, a, a hole. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. They go on an emotional strike. That's literally, yes, that's so accurate. Uh, they may begin reacting passive aggressively. <laughs> yep. And sabotaging the eights activities. Okay. I don't think I do that in this in this partnership anyway no i don't <laughs> so. this causes aids to escalate berating and threatening the nine. <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay oh well now god. i know what not to do <laughs> yeah i don't think we've ever gone there so I think eventually eights tend to lose interest in nines feelings that they are too obstructionistic to them and their plans <laughs> wow so sad nines can begin to see lower functioning eights are too bossy controlling selfish and want everything to be their way yeah <laughs> <laughs> nines often feel that eights are too openly aggressive and harsh with others in order to maintain their dominance <laughs> oh. wait i love this nines think that they want someone to be in charge and directing but when eights start directing them, they rebel and become stubborn. That's true. I don't know if it's a complete like eight thing, but I don't like being told what to do either. Like I'm going to keep the peace and I'm going to help you with whatever you need and you instruct me to do, but I'm not going to like it. Like I want to do mm-hmm. my own thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this makes a lot of sense. I love Nines feel eights are too openly aggressive and harsh <laughs> with others. Yeah. This checks out. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But I like to think we're in that, uh, where the pair can be dynamic and powerful and comfortable and receptive. That's, yeah. That's where we settle into. Yeah, I think the trouble spots really are like when things are not great or when one or the other person is at the yeah. unhealthy level of development. I was going to say they're at a level, is it nine? I don't know if nine, we've ever gotten that far, but like, I feel like if one of us was at like a six or seven, things would get a little rocky, but yeah. we usually tend to hang out a little higher than that. <laughs> yeah. This is so fun. Now I'm going to have to like make Bobby do this. I was going to say, do you know what I Bobby feel like is? He's, I feel like he's an eight. We like have like very, I don't know. Well, let me go know. back. I wonder. He, actually, he might be a three or a six. I was wondering if he's a seven, but obviously you know better than I do. But I could like I feel just like, like I so don't know seven well loving. enough. I don't think I can think of anyone that we both know who's a seven. I have a friend who's a seven, but you don't know her. Okay, hmm. I'll make him do it and then report back to you. Do you know what Ross is? He hasn't done it, but I think he's a three. If I had to guess, which again makes total sense for him. Makes sense, yeah. And the three is the achiever for those who can't remember or don't know. It's like yeah. the person who is image conscious, driven, success oriented. I will Ross. note, since Ross and I have some very similar personality traits, um, sometimes when I've done 
I don't know if it was like a different test. I typically always get eight, but there was like a couple times I was a three. And I could see Ross being an eight sometimes too. So that, that I wonder out. if there's like some type of like other correlation between like, not just like the wings. There is. But like, so where was that? They like group them also. So there is like, oh, where is it? The dominant emotion of each of the different centers. Mm. There is, where'd that go? But eight and three are almost never together because of how like the Enneagram diagram works. Right. If you go to that, there's like, if you scroll down, there's the centers and you can see like how the eight like connects to different ones, like the five and the two. Oh, but But never the three. three. The eight and the three never connect in any way. Interesting. The nine and the three do, which I think makes sense too. I thought I was a three before I knew I was a nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bobby might be a seven. I think he's a seven. If I had to guess. Enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type. Spent, yeah. Distractible and scattered. Checks I think out. he's a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll make him do this today. Yeah, I need to. And I'll let back. you know what he is. Oh my gosh, how fun. I love this. So yeah, next week we are going to tie this into more of our niche and talk about relationship with food and maybe how your type might relate to those different traits. It's going to be a blast. Well, this was fun. Let's do more personality things. I know we're going to, we have plans too, but I think we, you should just explore all the personality. We can do like Meyer Briggs. We could do zodiac or zodiac signs. I definitely want to do that. That would be fun. We'll go jump into the bonus question, but we'll say goodbye to you guys right now because you have to check out the beat deets for all that more fun bonus content. Um, Definitely be sure to like and subscribe (laughs) and leave us a review. Um, Let us know what your Enneagram is because. We just love talking about this and it's so fun. So fun. Yeah. Make sure you guys um, leave a comment below if you're on YouTube and Spotify. I believe you can leave comments as well. Make sure you guys rate this if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last note, make sure you go to our website and submit any questions or future episode ideas that you may have. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.